All right, everybody. Welcome, welcome, one and all, exes, wise, and otherwise, to another week of Ghost in the Scene. I am your host, Giovanni Trumpetazzi. I am in the tank with my co-host, Rob Thomas. How are you, Rob? Wow. Wow, wow, wow. Um, thank you all, first and foremost, for being here with us still. Um, you know, we've all been spending a lot of time inside now, so it you know, gives us some more time to think about things. And I've been thinking a lot. Um, I've been studying a lot. Um, and, you know, I'm trying to make the most of this time. You know, it's scary times, but, you know, there's a time for everything. Um, I've been trying to meditate some more, trying to conduct more seances. So thank you all for who's been tuning in to, to my seances, those, those mm. connections. Um, you know, think of it, it's kind of like the original Zoom call, original video chat, is we're all just astral projecting and, um, you know, just hanging out. So, you know, big shout out to, to all of you who've been joining me in that way. Um, but, you know, thankful to still have this medium for people who aren't quite spiritually tuned enough to, to reach that level, mm -hmm. uh, to still be in tune with us. So, um, you know, I just say stick around, you know, we'll be providing some pointers of how to astral project uh, soon. It's just, it's, we were, we want to make sure this is done safely. So yeah, you don't know if you're going to end up like on, on Mars or in another universe and, you know, with no roadmap home. And that's a long way away from, uh, you know, to get back. Uh, and you might be a different age by the time you get back, you know, as you can see, this kind of spirals into a lot of different problems that need to be fleshed out before we can really put this out there for the general public. Wow, that's a scary, scary truth that Rob is telling everybody here. Um, yeah, when you astral project, the acceleration coming from your soul out of your nose, which usually that's that's the exit point, it is so fast. It's it's like a sneeze times you know a hundred. It might knock your head back and kill you you know, turning you into a ghost forever, that a lot of people die that way. And, you know, that's, that's not a, uh, a symptom of, you know, accidental death. That's just the way that, you know, fate brings people to death when they're trying to astral project, you, you know, too much, you know, it's a lot like Final Destination. There are certain fates that want you to die if, if, if you have certain powers. So you have to understand that we're trying to teach you the safe way. And the safe way is, you know, to have a pillow, you know, right behind your neck, and I'm not going to give you any more pointers because I, it would just be irresponsible to give you a little shorthand of it. So wait for that video when that comes out. But until then, you know, we're stuck here together. I've been so bored. You know, I've, I've been trying different techniques with my Ouija, my Ouija board, and, you know, not just using the planchette. You know, people get stuck to the planchette. You know, I've been using bricks, and I've been seeing them move. You know, I, I doused myself in some oil. I put myself on the board and yeah, I asked a couple questions and I start, I felt a push. I moved. And so, yeah, there is, there's stuff that you could do paranormally researching inwards. You don't have to go outside, right? You, you could draw a Ouija board on your stomach and then have little, you know, put little ants and see where they crawl and ask questions that way there and, you know, broadcast that. Show, show the people what you're doing. This is a great time to come out of the shadows and show just how powerful you are. 
So uh, pro tip, we have um, a pretty devastating turn of events. And this is nothing to do with current events. Um, this, is, this is something that uh, the Ghost in the Scene family has been dealing with. You know, there's been someone in our ranks that has, I don't want to say they've turned their back on us, but they're fighting for another, another side now. Rob, um, you let me know about what was going on, and, you know, it really shook me. Um, I, I could hear your voice shaking when, when you told me that. So um, just kind of brief us on, on, on what's going on with, with the Ghost and Scene family right now. Yeah, um, you know, hearts out to everyone and all of our supporters, but to show that, you know, consensus is difficult. And especially as you grow a family, families fight, you know, people aren't always going to agree all the time. Um, especially when you're in close quarters like we are right now. Uh, and we found out, you know, we, we talk about a lot of information uh, on this show uh, with a lot of truths. And sometimes these truths can be manipulated. Uh, and in this instance, uh, it looks like someone has profited off of information gained, you know, partially through this show for their own power, um, kind of a, an insider trading. You know, you may have heard of the, this as a larger story that in the haunted halls of Congress, you know, why are all those buildings white? It's because they're all filled with ghosts. They're the most haunted houses in the country. Mm -hmm. the Congress, White House. They painted them black and every morning they, they end up white. And every night they paint them black, and every morning they turn out white. That's why they call it the White House. Hollowed halls, Halloween halls, right? I mean, it's pretty simple math we're doing here, guys. Exactly, exactly. So it turns out that, you know, the information we're putting out, you know, about the reverse underground railroad, the, you know, all the ghost information, uh, and all the information, you know, we talk about off air as well, because, you know, we're kind of giving everyone the tip of the iceberg here, because as investigators, there's so much that we know about that we don't put out either for your safety or for verification purposes. You know, we're, we're doing these, this responsibly, but turns out, you know, one of our contributors leaked to, to their family about some spiritual information. Mm. that then they turned into profit. You know, we're talking to, to the Sorcerer Supreme, Jim Carrey, and he's telling us ahead of time what's going to happen with the spread of this virus. And, you know, it turns out, you know, and, and at this point, we just have to put a name to it. You know, we tracked it down. It's sadly one of our dearest uh, members of the community, Mark the horse sluffler, uh, told his cousin Kelly, um, who apparently is in the Senate, about this information. And she used this for her profit, um, you know, sold off a lot of her stocks and made a tremendous amount of money, you know, told other senators about it. You know, you, you've been hearing about this. You know, Richard Burr is perhaps something that you've, 
the name that may be more familiar, mm. and a few others as well. And they've been profiting off of this paranormal information. And, you know, it's really got us upset because, uh, you know, it really goes against everything that we have been working for. It really goes against the ethics of our journalistic uh, practices to mm -hmm. you know, keep our sources confidential, uh, to keep this information, like we said, sealed tight, because if it gets out in irresponsible ways, ways that we can't control, it's, you know, we can open up another, you know, black hole uh, of paranormal activity uh, that could really put us all in jeopardy. So um, we're, you know, going through some things and we're talking about, you know, potentially taking some action on this. You know, that's, that's how serious this is because we, we can't just stand by and talk about these things anymore and let it happen. Excuse me. Mm -hmm. but, um, He's getting choked up because I'm of... I'm getting choked up again. Yeah. I, the passion that I hear in your voice, Rob, is, is the passion that I feel in my heart as well. You know, all of this information that we were talking, passing along with our, our members of our community, and Mark has the audacity, this horse has the audacity to turn his back on us. You know, the people that, that nursed him back to health, when he was when he was struggling, you know, to, to walk again from getting beat up by by Mickey Mouse, you know, we helped him, we fed him oats from our hand, carrots from our hand, sugar cubes from my hand. I felt his bristly lips nuzzle my cheek. Okay, and now he's out here, and I understand, family blood is thicker than water, but. You know, we had a paranormal brotherhood, and that's just the truth. And to to betray that, I think is, it, it, I'm, I don't want to go out here and start accusing and 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 you know because then it shows how impartial I am. And that's not, you know, I am first and foremost an investigator. I'm I am a journalist. I am a paranormal researcher, and and I will not be swayed by emotions you know it's only the facts here with with, the, with us so i'm not going to besmirch him any more than that than what i've already done and i'm sorry you know to to jc i apologize um for my candor we are going to enter a new era of ghost in the scene an era of accountability an era of of justice of ultimate justice and Rob and I, we, you know, took the initiative. We heard about, you know, people on the streets demanding justice. No justice, no peace. That's what we heard. You know, how long are we going to hear that chant before we finally decide to move towards justice? And so Rob and I went online and we took the initiative. We are now officially canonized as paranormal legal attorneys at law, spiritual law, and otherwise. Yeah, um, you know, we took, we've been taking some online courses recently as well, and really boning up on, on this subject. And this has been, you know, we've been working on this for a while, and I think this definitely needs to be our first case. This is our first case we're taking on. Mm. Um, I just got it last night, actually. Uh, you know, it's a... Uh, 
I excel at 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 uh, paranormal legal stuff. So it, it it came really easy to me. I I did it all in one night. But I'm I'm glad that you you took the time to read everything and and bone up on everything because we're gonna need we're gonna need somebody that that has all the knowledge. You know. Oh yeah, it's all in the footnotes, really. Oh, there's footnotes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, make huh. sure to read those. I didn't. I didn't buy the book. Yeah. See, but that's because that's where the soul is, Geo. Is in the footnotes. The soul is in the footnotes. This bringing up the movie Footloose to me. That that that's all that said to me. Uh, we got to talk about Kevin Bacon at some point and see what he's up to. So, this is going to be a trial, but not just any trial. This is a new era of Ghost in the Scene, like I was saying. It is going to be a witch trial. And not witch trial like we're choosing. Right. We're not just accusing, you know, blindly here for our own gain. This, it's not that kind of witch trial. We are re, you know, we're re-owning the term witch trial to mean a trial amongst witches, you know, to, to try paranormal evidence you know i think the tradition of witch trials the trials that witches can hold their own community accountable has been reappropriated by the pilgrims uh from that time on so we're taking it back this is this is some some real witch trials here so hang on to your pointed hats hang mm. on to your buckled hats get and, your get your wizard book out mm -hmm. Dust it off, blow the dust off the cover, let it open up its eye, pour some clear eyes in it so that it doesn't get dust in its eyes, you know. Um, and I want you to, you guys bone up too, because, you know, no justice, no peace. We are, and, you know, this is, this is the truth. We are going to be prosecuting the cousin of Mark Loeffler, Kelly Loeffler. He's For spiritual crimes. Yes, spiritual crimes and, and misdemeanors, and we will be facing Mark in court. He is playing on the other side now. He's on another team as the, acting as the defense, the lead defense for his cousin. That's just the truth. Now, I know that there are a lot of fans out there of Mark, and a lot of people are going to churn on, on Rob and I, and I understand that. And whether she gets convicted, whether she goes, you know, to, you know, the Phantom Zone is, is up to JC, mm -hmm. Jim Carrey. That's not up to me, right? I'm not, we're not making that decision. And frankly, you know, I don't want to say what decision I would make, but I'm just going to find the evidence. You know, we have so much that we haven't told you that, you know, there's just a giant backlog of evidence that we could pull out during this trial. So, you know, fireworks are going to be involved. I got a, I, I got a lot of fireworks from the 4th of July that I, I forgot to, you know, I left in my car. So I'm going to use those fireworks. And Rob, I hope you use some too. Oh yeah. I mean, I've also been collecting bones, you know, so many bones. I've been boning up so hard that I've basically have a cemetery uh, in my office. Um, yeah, I could see all the bones. Yeah, they're stacked 
So they're stacked up. Um, I mean, obviously these are ethically sourced phones for those who may be concerned about that. Mm -hmm. He asked their ghost permission before he dug the graves. Mm -hmm. That's all the seances. That's what they're for. And, you know, um, a lot of times bones are, are, are some of the most useful magical tools. And so, you know, you'll see um, Jim Carrey banging down the gavel and the gavel will be a bone, maybe a femur, probably, probably something probably big. And so I want you guys to get ready, prepare yourselves for this witch trial, do some paranormal reading, and we will be contacting um, some of you because we need some people to check us because we will be prosecuting. But the passion, the passion that Rob and I have is, is going to be a little too hot. And I think we might step over the line a couple times i might slap mark across the face i don't want to say that i'm going to because i might be you know put in uh, get in trouble for that but i might and we need somebody to check me on that so we're going to ask for some arbiters some some of our people in the scene to come to our aid during this trial just to make sure that we are held accountable for our actions jim carrey He's going to be the judge of, of the entire scenario, but, but we cannot depend on him and him alone to check us. So we need somebody else. We're going to be looking to people out there to help us with that. And, you know, I don't want you to, to tell me whether or not you think Kelly's guilty or not, right? We, we need impartial people. So hopefully we, we find them out there in the scene. And if not, you know, we have other dimensions that we could, we could talk to. We have plenty of fans everywhere. So look up, uh, look up the paranormal legal online courses if you want to be on our level. But until then, um, just stay in the scene until we can find out when this trial is going to begin. It might take a long time. It might take, you know, one hour. Who knows? Jim Carrey might deliberate really quickly, and we might have that killer evidence that just puts everything over the top. So um, just be excited for that, guys. The witch trial will commence um, get your robes, get your, your beards, and um, most of all, you know, you're not doing anything. Everyone's home. So let's really gather around and watch justice finally be dealt to at least one person. So I'm excited for that. Um, but we have other things to talk about, don't we, Rob? We do. I mean, this is an exciting new era, and... But at the same time, we're going to keep on doing what we always do, which is reporting the truth. And we will never lose sight of that. And there's some more truths coming out. You know, it's scary times, but we want to give kind of a larger context to just the really specific, you know, you know kind of like a quarantine that's been going on. Mm -hmm. um, to kind of give, because there's, the world's going to keep on moving. It's going to keep on spinning, whether we're inside or outside. And, you know, once we finally go out, you know, we got to address other things that are going on, too, is what I'm saying. Uh, and, you know, the big thing, too, there's still that big mouse in the house that needs to be addressed. Mm. And here's the thing. I don't want to be conspiratorial. That's not what we do here. Like, we, we deal strictly with facts, strictly with, with truth and logic. But, but. 
when dominoes start to fall and there is a cascading effect and things start to fall into place like a jigsaw puzzle and we happen to notice it, it is not a conspiracy. It is just we are so good at what we do that we see the larger picture. So yes, we are in quarantine. Yes, we have to stay home. And yes, Disney has been up to some nefarious stuff like they always do. They never stopped when when you know whenever when they when they saw the opportunity to act in a different way, to switch things up, they did so that no one's talking about Disney right now, right? They're talking about movies, they're talking about you know, uh, streaming. And that is something we could have a very serious conversation about, Rob. And I, I don't want to talk glibly about that. I mean, that is very serious. But they're not talking about the fundamental change that just happened. So, and I'm so glad that, you know, we have somebody like Rob Thomas on our team, just with the Hawkeyes that he has. And he was able to uncover just how deep this goes. So, you know, thank your lucky stars that we have somebody like Rob. And um, let's get into what we discovered, because truly, this is something that spans not only this dimension, but an in, the, the dimension of Donald Bush. I mean, everybody from the Donald Bush dimension who are avid fans and listeners, this is somebody from your side. So this is why we cater to, you know, to not just our universe, but to the others. Because this story is a multiversal story. So we're talking about the mouse in the house. But the mouse in the house is, you know, an animated uh, rat. It's a, it's a live rat that they just draw cartoons over. His master was originally Walt Disney. And Walt Disney was one of the most powerful wizards. And he has to pass his, his scepter to somebody else. You know, being so powerful for so long drains your body. Conjuring all of these cartoons just drained him. So passes it on. That person passes it on. That person passes it on. And, and you see, you know, the course of succession. It's almost like a, like a king, right, in his kingdom. The magic kingdom. So we had, up until recently, somebody named Bob Iger. Igor kind of sounds like, okay. you know, a little, little Frankenstein reference there. I'm not sure if that's relevant or not, but it could be. And he was, um, I don't want to say a benevolent, I don't, you know, we, we had a lot of issues with Bob Iger, actually. And he's very powerful as well. I mean, we've seen the ascension of the Disney empire, you know, spanning, you know, multiple galaxies and dimensions itself. Uh, you know, they acquired the galaxy far, far away. They acquired the superheroes, you know, mm. they've expanded their, their reach. Their house is so much larger. That magic kingdom spans the multiverse at this point. That's pretty scary. And that is the power of, of Bob Iger. At least, you know, some of his power is involved in that. 
and so as as somebody with that much power it's hard to to give it up right and there should be and usually there is a lot of fanfare when when this uh, exchange happens and that didn't happen this time uh, because of, of of what's happening globally that's part of it and maybe that's a, a reason why disney decided to do it at this moment so from bob goes another bob passes the scepter to somebody with his name bob chapik chapik something like that bob chapik i mean it's still up to debate because we are not quite i mean that's what we're talking about the heart of this matter who is this man where did where did he come from I mean, he could have multiple different pronunciations of his names, depending on which universe mm -hmm. that you're in. And that's, that's the heart of this matter. And they thought that we wouldn't notice, you know, if they switch out, you know, they have like, um, you know, in the offices, you know, the head office, the CEO, Bob, and they just switch out the guys. They don't even have to switch out any of the signage, you know, mm -hmm. it's like, Oh, go talk to Bob. You know, it's like, yep. that's, that, you know, same things and they thought they could switch this right under our noses this happened on february 25th of this year so right before you know shit hit the fan yes right that's so as true was, as as it was actively hitting the fan elsewhere in the world before it really became the full pandemic though they they made the switch they saw they knew the writing on the wall um you know they must have been in contact with Jim Carrey as well. You have to, they have to. They're, this is Walt Disney that we're talking about. You know, they mm -hmm. probably rubbed, you know, the, the glass of Walt, where Walt Disney's head is in. Mm -hmm. And he, he, he whispered to them, um, you know, to, to watch out for this pandemic. So they decided to make the switch. And from one Bob to the next, you have, like, they have protocol they have spells with bob Iger's name right so like you said all the signage and all of the spells all the incantations still work with this bob it's too perfect it's too perfect that two people would have the same name like that in the disney corporation at that level why i and here's here's where we kind of start to delve into the truth it's because he was planted there. He was put there. And he arose there. You know, we looked at his Wikipedia. How much we can believe of it um, is still up, up to debate. But from what we, you know, discovered, uncovered, we can tell that this man has been bred for this, this role. Going from, you know, the CEO of production to the head of the parks to you know, acquiring all these different titles until he becomes the head of the Disney Corporation. This man is not only the head of the corporation, but he had once a hold of every park. They have parks in China. They have parks in Florida. They have parks everywhere. Japan. Europe. Europe. Bingo, baby. So... This... I mean, you have to imagine that includes other dimensions as well. You know that there's not just parks in our dimension. This is, 
the whole kingdom. Mm-hmm. Wow. They have control over magical safari kingdoms, you know, the talking animals. That's where they get all of, all of the CGI, fake CGI animals from. So this is, this is somebody with the amount of power of... You galaxy's know, edge. Like, where do you think that galaxy came from? What galaxy do you think they're talking about? Where mm-hmm. are you going when you ride that ride? You know, you, you, it is likely, and I'd say very, you know, not just likely, but you are. You're leaving this galaxy. You're going to the edge of this galaxy. You know, they're taking you there. It's right in front of us. Wow. So power begets power. Bob for Bob. But who is Bob Chapek? And what is he, you know, what is he doing here? So we, we started to, you know, dig a little deeper. And, and the deeper we dug, the more confusing things got. How old is Bob Chapek? That's a, it's a very simple question, right? I mean, you could ask that about pretty much anybody. And there is a static answer. There is one answer that you get. However old they are, how, whatever year they were born in, that's how old they are, right? Why, can, why can't we do that with Bob Chapek? I mean, I, if you look right now, you know, if you don't believe us, look right now on his Wikipedia mm-hmm. and tell us what you see his birthday is. First of all, there's no particular day that he was born. You know, we don't know what his sign is. I mean, so by that logic, he's all the signs, you know, he's not defined by any particular Zodiac. Mm -hmm. Um, He he is the spectrum. He's only defined by a year, but which one? You know, yeah, he's 1959, 1960. Which one is it right there? Go to his Wikipedia and look at when he was born under his picture. And it gives you two years. I've never seen this before in my entire life. Who has two different birth years? So we knew. We knew right, right here when we saw that. Ding, ding, ding. This is not a normal person. This is not somebody who can be dealt with through normal means. This is a paranormal happening. How can you have two birthdays, 60 or 61? So we, lo- we know very little about Robert Chapek. And the further we looked, the more he looked like somebody else. And I want you guys, I mean, just look at him. Go to the, the photo right in, in the top where you see right above in his Wikipedia and look at his face. Who does? Who does he resemble to you? Now, I know the first instinct is obviously Mr. Clean. Um, and actually, you know, Mr. Clean was prototyped on Bob Chapik. And it makes sense. Totally makes sense that amongst this outbreak where everyone's having to wash their hands and scrub everything down, that you put Mr. Clean in charge. Mm. You shut down the, the parks and he's going to take his little Lysol wipes and he's, you know, Bob's out there, you know, on his hands and knees, scrubbing down every single inch of that place. All the fountains, the the robots, um, you know, every single, 
you know, seat on the roller coaster. Mm-hmm. Um, the ketchup pumps mm-hmm. on the concession stands, you know, um, the tires of, of all of the, all of the trolleys, you know, he's cleaning those deep cleaning those he's mm-hmm. doing, you know, the, the gutters under, under Walt Disney world itself. He's, he's also cleaning. He has a nice little, uh, you know, what do you call it? Um, snake, those little metal snakes that he's, he's cleaning all, you know, all the drains. So when you go the next time Disney world or Disney land is open, it's going to smell so lemony fresh and you'll have Bob Chapek. Also possibly if you see Chapek, Chape, kind of reminds me of like chapstick. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he looks pretty moisturized uh, on his face. He is a bald man, just like Mr. Clean, like you said, and there is a, a moisture to his face. So maybe he rubs himself in chapstick. Right. I mean, Chapek, right. That's just like, ch- say chapstick really fast. Mm-hmm. Chapek, boom. Right. But I mean, that's, that's, the, that's the surface level, right? Um, you're probably figured that all out by yourself, especially if you've been listening to, to our show. But yeah, this is, this is why we get the big bucks here. Because um, we know that there is something deeper than, than the surface. And we keep on digging because, Gio, you said it yourself. Look more closely at his face. You know, forget about the bald head or, or not, mm-hmm. you know, because that's also a clue. But, but look a little bit deeper. Look at his eyes. Look at his smile. Gio, you found this out. Tell us. Okay. I mean, There's you're basically all... a human, you know, like face scanner. I am. It's Thank amazing. You. Thank you for saying that. Um, I scanned his face. Right, zub, 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 zub. Yeah, I just you know pixel by pixel, I picked it apart and rearranged it from memory, and I only got one result back. Bruce Willis. We've talked about the ghostly appearance of Bruce Willis before. He looks like a ghost. He acts like a ghost. Um, he sounds like a ghost a lot of the time, and. That has nothing to do with Robert Chapek. It has nothing to do with any of this. Whether he's ghostly or not, we're going to shelf. On, we're going to put it on the shelf. We're going to put it away. This is a story of brotherly love. This is a story of loss and of redemption and reunion. It's a beautiful story. And also, there, it, there's a political aspect to it. So everybody knows how Bruce Willis looks. Handsome, bald, those eyes, right? Oh, those eyes and that smile. Just like uh, somebody who's going to be possibly the Democratic nominee, he has teeth like Skeleton Joe. Uh, He looks just like Skeleton Joe, just from the the smile, doesn't he? Oh, yeah, just, just the teeth. Um, if you look at the teeth up, mm-hmm. that's, that's Joe right the there. Gums, really? Yeah, exactly. So we'll start there. Um, Bruce Willis, we'll do a quick IMDB search. Go ahead and look him up. This is where it gets a little political. His face in his, in his photo, the most recent photo that they have of him, he's not showing his teeth. 
obviously swiping at Joe Biden, right? Not showing those pearly whites is basically saying he's voting for a, a Bernie Sanders, a stone cold Bernie Sanders. And if you look at the, the photo next to that, you know, he has like a kissy face, like he's blowing Bernie Sanders a kiss. So right there, he's endorsing Bernie Sanders and saying that he um, is not endorsing Joe Biden. So even with the teeth that he had implanted in his gums, he is not endorsing Joe Biden. That is huge political news. We now know Bruce Willis is, is a Bernie bro. Um, but let's kind of focus in on that bro aspect. Okay, because I think Bruce Willis is a man that is um, searching for a bro. Um, this is where it gets, like I said, it's a story of loss. Bruce Willis, um, his, his brother um, passed away in, in 2000, the year 2001, I believe. Yes. So there we have, you know, a ghost story already beginning. Right. I mean, it died June 26. Take the six. numerology. There's six plus another two sixes. Six, six, six. Oh, my God. Wow. Also, um, my area code. So that's a shout out to me specifically. They're, they're calling me out. And I don't know what Bruce Willis is. Oh, I, I think I know why. I mean, this is, this is the reason we're talking about it. So his brother passes. And they had a similar resemblance. It was uncanny how, how close they looked. Go ahead and re-look at the photo of Bob Chapek. And you see that resemblance, that family resemblance. So then we looked at the age of Bruce Willis's brother. Oh, his name, by the way? Okay, go ahead. Yeah, what's his name? Robert. Willis. Bob, Another Bob. Bob Willis. So all of the incantations that you associate with Bruce Willis's brother Robert still work with Bob Chapek. I mean, th this is why we're saying that it, it's it's not coincidence, or it maybe it, it's just supreme coincidence, and that's why it looks like a conspiracy, you know. When everything falls into place, it seems like it was orchestrated, but maybe it's just that we're witnessing this freak coincidence, and that's where people would leave it on that level. We're going a level deeper, okay? They have the same general age. From what we could tell from Bob Chapek, he was born either in 59 or 60. Right? When was Robert Willis born? Well, you know, we had to do some reverse engineering on this as well. So, uh, when, he, when he died, he was reported to be 42 years old in 2001. Okay, mm -hmm. math heads, yeah, you know the answer. We're talking about 1959, being 42 years before... 2001. 2001. However... We don't know when his birthday was. So maybe he was about to turn 43. So maybe, mm -hmm. you know, he could also be born in 1960 as well. Exactly. 
So that right there is the explanation that we needed to understand why Bob Chapek's Wikipedia has two different years. I mean, whoever is the Wikipedia manager is in the scene, right? And they might be in the scene from the future because they are giving us these little nuggets of truth that otherwise other people would not even see, right? They're not looking at Robert Chapek's age, but we are because they called out 626, right? Because of my area code. That little call, you know, a little, my beeper went off. I read the message and here we are, you know, weeks later. I am almost certain that Bob Chapek is Bob Willis. But Bob Willis died. There is a there is a ghost of Bob Willis. I told you I've been doing Ouija boards. Rob's been doing seances. We looked up Bob Willis. And he's a ghost. He's a ghost here. You know, you can talk to him. Go ahead and conjure him yourself. He'll tell you all about, you know, his his brother Bruce and and how they used to fight as kids, but then they grew to love each other as adults and respected each other. I mean, there is and, you know, there's a lot of stories he could tell you. So that's, that's kind of where most people would stop. But we know, just like from the Donald Bush universe, there is multiple, if not infinite, Bob Willis's. I, I can't count how many Bob Willis's there are. I don't know if anybody can. Maybe Einstein. It's like stars in the sky. Yeah. And there's stars behind those stars. So here is our thesis. Here is what we finally kind of rounded up all the information. Rob and I debating, you know, yelling, screaming, crying, hugging. And this is, this is it. Bob Chapek is Bob Willis from another dimension. He From hopped. the galaxy's edge. Yes. All of that training, all of that, all of that, uh, you know, crawling up the ladder. And he came to the other side. It turns out the ladder was a horizontal ladder between dimensions. And when he got to the top, he was able to hop over. And I think this is a moment where we need to kind of... I would say we need to give Bruce Willis and Bob Chapek a moment of solitude during this quarantine. We need to organize some kind of Uber rideshare scenario where they can have a moment together as brothers and just hug it out and cry it out just like we did, you know, over this whole thing. Because, you know, Bob Chapek is Bob Willis, but we're the only ones that know that. And, and Bruce doesn't know. You know, Bruce would be at, at the gates of Disney crying, you know, asking for, for his little brother again. And, so, and since he's not giving away his, his identity just yet, and I think we need to discreetly get them together so that they could have a reunion. And, you know, so that this is a shout out to anybody in the, in the paranormal community. If, if you have, you know, a limousine that, that you'd be willing to lend us, 
we would love to uh, to contact the, the Willis brothers and, and get them to, you know, kind of come together. And maybe we could even have a discussion as to why they both look like ghosts. I mean, this, there's so much more that we can learn from, from this. And, I, and it's only the beginning. Obviously, we want them to practice safe social distancing at, you know, at this particular time. So they can kind of like air hug it out six feet apart. Mm-hmm. Also, interesting that we all have to be six feet from each other, you mm-hmm. know, that, that number specifically, one-third of the six Oh, oh. Just throwing that, that's just kind of something just to kind of chew on, like cud. Yeah, uh, chew that on that. that. You'll go down your throat and then regurgitate back up mm-hmm. at, a, at a later time. But I think, you know, but th- this work needs to continue because we're in such charged times. And obviously, this switch was made to make Bob Willis the head of Disney at this time that only Bruce could really talk to him and get the real truth out. And maybe there's, you know, with this reconciliation, hopefully we can reconcile everything that's been going on. You know, there is- if, they, if they can get together, I think there's hope for the rest of us. Yes. Now... The scary part, okay, we just found that there is a dimensional bridge that Disney has power over. That is that is the scary part that you, everybody should be aware of. That's, I mean, if you don't have the shivers from that, think about the implications, okay? They have a dimensional bridge. And if you thought the vault was something, this is something far far more powerful so yes um the investigation must continue we are going to find out um and i think bruce is our like you said our, our greatest chance to get the truth from his brother so we know that he's in the scene we know he's a paranormal investigator that's why he looks like a ghost at least from what we can tell so let's let's kind of pull our resources together, everybody, and and get these people together so that we can get some clarity, because Disney continues on their path towards some sort of domination. You know, with streaming, they're putting all their movies on Disney Plus, and now you're going to have movies that had haven't even been screened by professionals in holy theaters. They're going straight to the audience, unfiltered right? You know, Bill Gates has had no time with his ghost decryption to get into any of these movies. So we're entering a new era of of paranormal activity. Haunted houses, consider all the energy now when everybody's at home. The energy is now profiting, a haunted house is profiting off of all of the pent-up bored energy. So, you know, poltergeists are shooting, you know, up. You have, you know, possessions skyrocketing. And so we're going to be here for you. We're going to be here throughout this trial and, and beyond and otherwise. So um, I'm excited. I'm excited for, for what's going to be coming down for true justice to be, you know, given out to the people. That's rare. It's very rare. And the fact that we could do it, I'm very excited to do that. Exactly. Please, please, please stay in the scene you know, follow us uh, through this journey. We're on Instagram as well. Ghost in the meme with underscores. Mm-hmm. Email us. 
ghost in the scene at gmail.com. Let us know your thoughts. Uh, let us know um, if you're available for this trial, if you have any expert testimony to provide, because that's the only way that real truth can come out is if we come together as a community and you know speak to power. Um, we are, like we said, in a new phase. So, you know, it may feel like scary times out there, but it is only going to make us stronger in the end of it. And we are so blessed to have you a part of the scene and to be fighting the good fight and to know that we are, you know, stepping it up. You know, the paranormal activity, like we told you from the beginning, is only going to get stronger. So it's going to make us step up and be stronger too. So remember that as well, that you are getting stronger every day. And that's so true. You know, um, we're, we're going to get into, you know, some, some he heavy arguments pretty soon. So I just want you to remember just how unified we are at this moment and, and that that unification is power, you know, power in numbers. And the more you stay in the scene, the stronger you get. And I think that's what Rob was, was, was you know, highlighting. And, and it's just so true that, um, you know, together we are so strong that we will be able to disseminate every truth and every power. And you will be strong enough to hear it. And I want you to be prepared for that because it's going to be some, some hot takes, some heavy truths. So um, do some ear exercises, you know, stretch your ears. You know, stretch your 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 gasping face. <gasps> you know that's going to happen a lot. So you know, make sure your jaw is nice and, and worked out because when you listen to this trial, your jaw will drop to the floor. Maybe get a chin guard, if I were you. So until then, guys, stay in the scene. Keep your eyes on the screen. Stay extreme. Mm -hmm. you stay know, stay clean. Stay clean. Nice.